0: Welcome back to Back to the Basic Bible Study. I'm Pastor George Goins of Macedonia Baptist Church, located in the Bright Star, Arkansas area, and I want to welcome you to the broadcast again this morning. It's good to have you here. It's a beautiful day. God is good. We had a great Sunday last Sunday. Just just thank the Lord for um, His blessings on our on our church. Uh, he is doing some great things in, in our church, and we're just grateful and. Um, hopefully we can stay focused on, um, what God's doing and, and not let the devil get in and try to destroy what he is trying to do in our church. So we're very grateful and there's just some good things. And of course, man, is, can you believe it's already November? Uh, my goodness, this year has just gone by and we're fixing to celebrate Thanksgiving and then Christmas right after that. So we'll have to get prepared for our Christmas program. Not sure exactly how we're going to or what we're going to do yet, but we're going to try to get it together and uh, do that as well. But we're, we're excited. We're excited about um, the work of the Lord at Macedonia Baptist Church. And so I'd like to personally invite you to come and uh, to uh, join up with us. Uh, you know, I say join up with us to come visit us anyways and uh, see if this is where the Lord would have you to be. If you're looking for a church now, we don't want to take nobody from their churches. That's not what we're doing here. Uh, I'm not one to proselyte, but if you're looking for a place, we would love for you to come and visit with us. We have Sunday morning uh, Sunday school at 945. 1045 is the worship service. Six o'clock that evening, we come back together for the evening service. And then on Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. So we'd love for you to come. Uh, The physical address is 23465 state highway 237 and it's a doddridge address so it will be doddridge arkansas and uh, if you'll put that in your gps it should bring you to the church that's two three four six five state highway 237 okay it's real easy to find and uh, we've been here for a long time so a lot of folks know where we're at anyway so we'd love for you to come be a part of it hey, i want to do a song we're going to be talking about uh, sin uh this uh this morning and um I want, to, I want to sing a song called Victory in Jesus. I think most of you know this song. And you know, when Jesus died on the cross, he gave us not only victory over sin, but he gave us victory over death as well. And uh, we praise him for what he did on the cross for our sins. And so we can have victory over sin in our life. Romans chapter 6 is a great uh, book, or a great chapter to read if you want to know that we do have victory over Sin, first of all, you must know Christ as your personal Savior so that you can have the Holy Spirit in you who will give you the strength and the courage and the ability to overcome those battles of sin that are in your life. And listen, folks, I'm just telling you, sin will destroy your life if you let it. Uh, I tried to teach this to our, our people at Macedonia. Sin leads to destruction every time. It does. So remember that sin leads to... To destruction and it does so uh, this song here is all about victory though Jesus gave us victory and I'm, I'm I praise
1: him for that <clears throat> I heard an old old story how a Savior came from glory how he gave his life on Calvary to save a wretch like me I heard about his groaning, of his precious blood's atoning. Then I repented of my sin and won the victory. Oh, victory in Jesus, my Savior forever. He sought me. He bought me with His redeeming blood, He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is due Him, He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood, I heard about His healing, Of his cleansing power revealing How he made the lame to walk again And caused the blind to see And then I cried, dear Jesus Come and heal my broken spirit And somehow Jesus came and brought to me Victory, oh victory in Jesus, my Savior, forever. He sought me and He bought me with His redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew Him, and all my love is. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing flood. I heard about a mansion He has built for me in glory. And I heard about the streets of gold beyond the crystal sea. About the angels singing And the old redemption story And some sweet day I'll sing up there The song of victory Oh, victory in Jesus My Savior forever He sought he bought me with his redeeming blood. He loved me ere I knew him, and all my love is due him. He plunged me to victory beneath the cleansing. Amen.
0: What a song. Victory in Jesus. And you can have victory in Jesus by, first of all, knowing him personally in your own lives and then allowing him to work through your life. Uh, and he will give you victory over sin and over death as well. So I'm I'm grateful for that. Hey, we're going to be in, in uh, Joshua chapter 7, if you've got your Bibles and you're able to, to turn there with me. I'm going to give you a little bit of background here of where we're at, we're, we're where Joshua has taken over, Moses has passed on, uh, and Joshua is now leading the children of Israel, and he's leading them into the promised land and that God had already promised to Abraham and his seed. And so they're going in to conquer the land. Well, their first battle was with uh, Jericho, and you know the story about Jericho. God gave clear instructions and how that they were going to defeat the people of Jericho, and what he was going, to, what they were going to have to do is, is that for seven days, actually for six days, they would march around Jericho. They would have the Ark of the Covenant, and the priest that would blow the trumpets. Um, they would uh, march around Jericho one time each day for six days. They did that, and then they just went back to camp. So you can only imagine. The confusion of uh, their enemies as they watched them march around the the camp, thinking that they were going to attack at any time. But then they just went back to their camp. And then on the seventh day, they were going to do it a little different. God had told them to march around seven times, and then at, on, on that seventh time, after that seventh time, the priests were to blow their their trumpets or the the shofar, the ram's horn. And, and then the people would shout, and we know the story. The walls came tumbling down, and uh, they were to go into the city and to take over the city. And God in, gave them in strict instructions, and that was to totally defeat them and not to take anything of uh of the possessions for spoil the only thing that they were to to possess was like the gold and the metals and that would all go back into the treasury okay or into the tabernacle treasury and uh that was the instructions well what happens is is they uh have a guy by the you'll find out here in a moment i'll give you his name when we read it uh but um he he goes in and and he takes some some items from Jericho and um, no one saw him and he got them and he took them back to his tent and he dug a hole and he put them in the ground. So then we it brings us up to kind of where we are today or, or today in, the, in our passage here and what happens is is now they have after they've defeated Jericho they go up to their next battle which is a, a city called Ai okay, and it was a very small city but it was, I'm sure, was was fortified as 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 well as if, as well as Jericho. Uh, but they had um, uh, they were a lot lot smaller group of people. Matter of fact, Joshua sent some spies up there. They go up and they they survey the city, and they come back with the news that you know you don't need to take everybody. Uh, just take about three thousand men. And uh, go up against the city because they're very small, we can take this city. And so they do. They go and they, uh, they go up against this city and they are defeated. Matter of fact, 36 men's lives would, would perish that day. They would die uh, because they would, uh, 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 had lost the battle. Matter of fact, they were, they were chased away from the city back into the woods. And uh, so they were defeated. Well, this news, of course, comes back to Joshua. Joshua Knows you know he knows what's going on, and Joshua just just gets really distraught. Matter of fact, the scripture says he rent his clothes and he fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until evening tide, and he and his elders of Israel and put dust upon their heads. They were just discouraged, defeated. Felt defeated. Why would this happen? We just had this tremendous victory over Jericho and now we go up against this small city uh, which which should have been an easy uh, uh, one to take and they are defeated and 36 of their men would die in that battle. Something had taken place. So what I want us to look at here is in chapter seven. I want to pick up there in verse six. Okay, so I've kind of got you all the way up to this point. Matter of fact, let me let me uh, let me read and uh, go back to chapter. I mean, go back to verse one. He says, "But the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, the son of of Carmi, and the son of Zab." Zabdi, the son of Zerah of the tribe of Judah, took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. Okay, so that's that's how it starts out, and it tells you exactly what had happened. What had happened is that um, a, uh, Achan had taken those items. He had he had um, he had committed a sin against God. God said, "Don't take of the accursed thing," and uh, uh, and and so that was why they have, had been defeated at the at the uh, city of Ai. Okay. So now let's look at verse 6. Let's read down. It says, And Joshua rent his clothes, and he fell to the earth upon his face before the ark of the Lord until the evening tide he and the elders of Israel, and put dust upon their heads. And Joshua said, Alas, O Lord God, wherefore hast thou at all brought this people over Jordan to deliver us into the hands of the Amorites to destroy us? And this was a question. Is what he was asking. Would to God we had been content and dwelt on the other side of uh, Jordan, which, you know, I mean, um, Joshua was distraught about all this. He should, probably shouldn't have even said this because this was just nonsense, really, uh, because God had given them the, the victory. God's already given them the land. He already told them that, you know, and so that there's obviously a problem. But instead, Joshua was kind of feeling sorry for himself. Look at verse eight. Oh, Lord, what shall, what shall I say when Israel turns their back before their enemies? For the Canaanites and all the inhabitants of the land shall hear of it and shall um, environ us round and cut off our name from the earth. And what wilt thou do unto thy great name? And the Lord said unto Joshua, Get thee up, wherefore liest thou uh, thus upon thy face? And that was a question to, to Joshua. He said, Get yourself up. Why are you doing this? Why are you laying on your face? In verse 11 israel hath sinned and they have also transgressed my covenant which i commanded them for they have even taken of the accursed thing and have also stolen and and uh, disassembled also that they have put it even among their own stuff therefore the children of israel could not stand before their enemies but turned their backs before their enemies because they were uh, accursed Neither will I be with you anymore except you destroy the cursed from among you, which is sin, the sin. In other words, you, there was sin in the camp is what he's saying here. There you got sin in the camp, and in order for me to bless you, you got to get the sin out. And so, you know, we can relate to that in our own lives, our own personal lives, in our homes. Maybe your homes are not uh, where they need to be. Maybe the church is not where it needs to be. Um uh, Maybe there's sin in the camp, you know, and and how can God? God's not going to bless sin. He's not. Uh, people that are living in sin, God's not going to bless that. Okay, he can't because he don't. He 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 hates sin. Okay, he hates disobedience, so he's not going to bless that. And so, if you want to be blessed, and you got to get the sin out of the camp, okay. So, I just want to share a few thoughts with you here, real quick, this morning. First of all, sin, and and this is just kind of part of my introduction introduction here, but I want you to think about this: sin creeps into our lives secretly, and it does. Sin gets into our lives secretly. It's very it's very deceptive, and it gets into our lives even to the point that we we convince ourselves that it's okay. All right, so sin. Uh, creeps into our lives uh, secretly sin will rob you of God's blessings just as I said while ago God God wants to bless us but God's not gonna bless sin uh, if you got sin in your life and then also sin affects those that are around you Now, remember there was one man one man who um, took up the accursed thing out of Jericho and hid it in his tent and it affected the whole camp of Israel okay you'll see it even gets worse But also, sin will defeat you spiritually, and it will. Remember what I said before. Sin leads to destruction. Remember that. Always remember that. Sin leads to destruction. You say, well, you know, it's just a little thing, or this is a one-time deal. Just remember this. Sin leads to destruction. Okay? There is no such thing as a small sin or or a one-time sin. It is sin. It's against God's commands, and we sin against Him, and it's wrong, and we must repent of that sin and ask Gods for forgiveness. and He will, and then He will bless our lives, but he's not going to bless sin. Okay, three thoughts this morning, real quick, the cause of sin, the consequences of sin, and the cure for sin. First of all, the cause of sin. Verse one as we read, Achan steals, from God, and that's simply what he said. He said that there was a, 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 a committed a, the children of Israel committed a trespass in the accursed thing for Achan, and he talks about who he is. He took of the accursed thing, and the anger of the Lord was kindled against the children of Israel. One man, okay, Achan had stolen from God. He had taken of the accursed thing and stolen from God. Now, as we said, the instructions were very clear. In, in Joshua chapter 6, this is what the Lord said. He says, And ye in any wise keep yourselves from the accursed thing. You keep yourself from the accursed thing. You know, in life today, we're always being tempted in things that we shouldn't do, right? And we know. And most of the time, we know very clearly that what we're about to do is wrong and that God does not approve of it. We're being tempted of it. We need to keep ourselves from sin because sin will curse you and not only that sin will also curse others as well as we see in this picture so he goes on to say he said keep yourselves from the accursed thing lest you make yourself accursed and when you when you take of the accursed thing and make the camp of israel a curse and you trouble it okay now if you remember when adam and eve sinned in the garden part of the curse was that adam would have to work for the rest of his life in order to survive for his food. He didn't have to do that before. Uh, it was all right there. God had already had it made it plentiful for them, and all they had to do was, was to take it. But he, God had told them not to eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, and they did. They sinned. They took of the accursed thing, and because of that, not only were they cursed, but also the earth was cursed. And the thorns and the thistles began to come up, okay? So, uh, the instructions were perfectly clear. The warning was uh, very direct. Uh, It would uh, make the, the person a curse, as we read here. Uh, As well uh, in verse uh, 18, we just got through reading and it would make the camp of Israel accursed and it would trouble Israel. So how can we avoid sin? First of all, we have to resist Satan's temptation. We have to resist Satan's temptation. There's there's five uh, ways Satan tempts. One is Satan attacks us where we are at our weakest. Now you need to know where your weaknesses are because he will attack you there in that area. Satan knows when our defenses are down. He knows when you're weak, when you're, when you're spiritually uh, um, weak in areas, and he'll attack there. Satan also attacks us when he, uh, when we lack in our devotional time or when our personal time with the Lord, and we become weak. Satan also lures us to evil through our sin nature, which we're, we're born with, okay? Then Satan also appeals to the flesh, And that's what he does. He wants. He wants. uh, Matter of fact, in First John two sixteen says, "For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, is not of the Father, but is of the world." So we must resist uh, Satan's temptations, and then number two, we must resist the devil himself. Then James chapter four verse seven says, "Submit yourselves therefore to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you." And he will. Uh, five ways we can submit. One is stay focused on the Lord. Keep your eyes on Him. So when you're, you're facing a temptation, get your eyes on the Lord. In other words, you ought to be calling out to the Lord. Lord, Lord help me to get through this temptation that I'm about to, to go through. Number two, fill your heart and soul and mind with the Word of God. Know the Word of God. Why? So you can use the Word of God to help you get through this battle. That's what exactly what Jesus did when He was tempted by Satan, Uh, those three times he used the word of God to fight him back you see Satan knows what the word he knows who God is he knows he's his creator he knows that and he knows he's all-powerful and then pray for deliverance from temptation as I said a while ago pray pray ask God to give you strength I do it every day I say God give me strength that I might overcome the temptations that I may overcome my flesh that I may overcome the peer pressure that I deal with in in society, and then number four, avoid the appearances of evil. We 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 are we we hurt ourselves so many times because we put ourselves in sinful uh, positions to fail, and we don't need to do that. We are to avoid. Matter of fact, the scripture says, abstain from all appearances of evil. Get away from it. And then think positive. We need to be positive. Folks, we're Christians. We're born again. Uh, We've got something to be positive about. And not negative and doom and gloom. And uh, we need to be positive about things of life. So we see the cause. The cause of sin, in this case, was Achan steals from God. He disobeyed God, okay? The consequences of sin is the results were devastating not only to Achan but also his family. Remember this: sin has consequences. Just because God forgives you doesn't mean that you don't still feel the pain of the sin. Okay, and you may and you may do that. You may you may bear scars of sin in your life. Achan uh, sin produced basically his own death sentence. And uh, in Joshua chapter seven. Verse 12 it says, therefore, the children of Israel could not stand before their enemies, but turned their backs before their enemies because they were accursed. Neither will I be with you anymore, except you destroy the accursed from among you. What does that mean? Does that mean Achan had to die? It's exactly what it meant. We see also Achan's sin affect the whole congregation. The men of Ai smote. This is in verse, verse 5 of chapter 7. He smote them. About thirty and six men. Thirty six men would die. You can only imagine not only the thirty six men that died, but their friends and their and their family members. Everybody was affected by this. So, how does sin affect us today? Number one, sin always leads to failure and defeat against our enemies. Sin leads to destruction. It does, and um, it, it it it's. Uh, it brings out the enemies of spiritual enemies or or emotional enemies that we face every day the enemy of discouragement we get discouraged hey the people got discouraged they had lost that battle that battle they were defeated and 36 of their men died and they were they were discouraged uh, uh, Joshua was, was discouraged, his, his elders were discouraged, and uh, not only that, but the enemy of depression, they even got depressed to the point that Joshua would make the statement, why didn't we just stay on the other side of Jordan, when God had already said, you have the promised land, all you got to do is go and get it, you know, I'm, I'm giving it to you, you know, so they were depressed, and then also the, dis, the enemy of disappointment, Uh, and, and it does, and we become very disappointed and we become weak. And then that makes us more vulnerable to temptations. So, and then number two, sin separates us from God and his help. Uh, and it does. Now, God is there. God will always be there for you. But, but as I said, God is not going to bless your sin. If you're living in sin, God's not going to bless that. If you repent of your sin, boom, he's there. And he's there to help you and help you get through that. And we need that. But sin's what separates us from God, from our fellowship with him and, um, and, and his blessings. And, and so it's very important. Sin also causes us to, to live lives that are weak and wavering. And we do. We become very um, weak in our, in our lives spiritually when we allow sin to uh, clutter up our minds and our bodies and our, and our hearts. And so that's why it's important that we stay away. And then sin also affects those that are around us, uh, our families, our friends, our church, even the country. And listen, folks, you know, if we have sin in our life, and if we have, uh, uh, it's going to affect not only you, but it's also going to affect your family. And you see, you go to church, and you go where the church is, and the church is made up of families, and it all, not only does it affect you and your family, but it also affects your church, you know? And you don't want to be that, that cause of that problem, so that's why we need to live the best that we can. Listen, I'm not saying we're going to live perfect lives, because we're not. I don't. But I try to live the best that I can, and when I mess up, I try to try to get things right with God, you know? I don't try to run from Him. I try to get it, get it settled, you know, repent of it, change my ways, and and don't do it again, you know, but sometimes we do, don't we? We all have sins that we deal with uh, every day, and some of us we've been dealing with for years, you know, and then some of them God has just given us victory over, and thank God for those. So we see that there's a cause. The cause was, is that we sin, right? We, we do what's wrong. We, we take from God what God tells us not to do, and, and we do wrong. The consequences of sin is is it will separate us from God. It will affect all those that are around us as well, but then thirdly, the cure for sin as we you can see in verse 6 and verse 20 through verse 26 and i'm not going to read it all because i don't have the time i wish i did i would read it all to you but you can see here what they had to do matter of fact they god gave uh, joshua a plan and how to find out who it was because joshua didn't know who it was and he was to take the groups and then the leaders and then eventually it came down to the homes and it came down to the individuals and Achan is the one, and you can see in verse 20, And Achan answered Joshua and said, Indeed, I have sinned against the Lord God of Israel, and thus and thus have I done. And when I saw among the spoils a a goodly Babylonian garment and two hundred shekels of silver and a wedge of gold of fifty shekels weight, then I coveted them and I took them, and behold, they are hid in the earth in the midst of my tent and the silver under it. So then joshua sends his messengers they go find it they get it back and uh you can see in verse 24 what takes place you remember what god said up in verse 12 he says neither will i be with you anymore except you destroy the accursed thing from among you verse 24 he says and joshua all israel with him took achan the son of zerah and the silver and the garment and the wedge of gold and his sons and his daughters, and his oxen, and his ass, his donkeys, and his sheep, and his tent, and all that he had. And they brought them unto the valley of Achor. And Joshua said, Why hast thou troubled us? The Lord shall trouble thee this day. And all of Israel stoned him with stones, and burned them with fire, after they had stoned them with stones. And they raised over him a great heap of stones unto this day. So the Lord turned from the fierceness of his anger. Wherefore, the name of that place was called the Valley of Achor unto this day. So the cure, what is the cure? You have to get the sin out. You have to get the accursed thing out. And I'm not talking about, you know, taking a life here. I'm talking about get the sin out of your life. Just get it out. Stone it. Burn it. Cover it with dirt. Whatever you got to do. But get it out of your life. We have to we have to repent. We have to repent of our sin. And, and listen, the Bible says if, if you confess your sins, He is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. All we got to do is come to Him. Come to Him and ask Him to forgive us and to cleanse us and he will repent of your sin let me pray father thank you again for the time we've had it was such a short time but it's so much more we wanted to share but lord i pray you'll use your word you'll use a story here that will touch our hearts i'm sure that i'm speaking to many um, that may have some issues in their life spiritually they're battling with sin god help them to have the strength to get through it Please bless us this day. Thank you again for your love and your grace and your mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, folks, and uh, Lord willing, I'll see you again next week.